0: People don't realize how long ago, long ago wasn't.
1: Welcome to the new status excerpt. Weekly conversation between Naisha Green, editorial director at Master WP, and me, Dan Knauss, editor at status and our guests, which could be you. We're going to talk each week about A few of the active topics and discussions in the WordPress space that we feel are most important. This week we talk about pay transparency and job listings where no salary range might be indicated. Speaking from her personal experience and family history Nye explains why pay transparency matters greatly to people who are underrepresented in the tech world and to any employer who cares about their workplace culture. Finally, we close with our thoughts on the surprising level of hostility and the responses to a survey that Ali Nimmons presented to the WordPress community about the ways we contribute to the project and how we feel about it. I'd like to thank our sponsor this week, Stellar WP, and our great intern web producer, Olivia Bissett. Olivia does our audio post-production and a lot more. Thanks, Olivia and Stellar WP, for making the show possible. PostStatus and this podcast exists thanks to its members and great sponsors like Stellar WP. Stellar is a collective of WordPress innovators who are empowering business owners and creators with plugins and tools to help them thrive. They build great plugins like the events calendar, which probably everyone's used in the WordPress space. That's because Stellar doesn't stop with a great product they continually challenge themselves to keep innovating and improving. Their solutions include the most trusted names in WordPress with more than 2.5 million installs of their products. Since 2021, they've grown to encompass seven brands and dozens of plugins. Stellar WP is part of the Liquid Web family of brands. Thanks for supporting Post Status. Hey, Nye. Hey, Dan, how are you? All right pretty good, good to good see you again <laughs> so what's on your mind in the world of wordpress this week
0: pay transparency
1: yeah okay me too yeah so Pichinari, um who's a, uh, I i think pretty well known and post status member um proposed this some time ago and i've been you know kind of Encouraging and helping along towards an article. <clears throat> um, you know, we know that we do job listings, and there's always there are things around time zones and where people specify they want people to be from or language that sometimes need a little nudging about appropriateness. Um, for being inclusive but probably the single most vexing thing to people is uh, a reasonable pay for positions in a field that tends to be somewhat underpaid where we want to bring that up Um, but you know as in most job listings linkedin anywhere a lot of employers just won't post any salary at all and there may be kind of vagueness about is this a senior position, entry level, and yeah, you know, what's the compensation? Some companies are really awesome about it, um, but some are vague to just don't don't mention it. Mm-hmm. So um, so she was surveying. Yeah, what did you think of her her poll and the discussion that happened on Twitter?
0: I thought it was really good. Um, I actually wrote, um, for master WP a little while ago about pay transparency Mm. and how more companies need to just post their salaries. And, um, of course it gets pushed back, not my article, but that idea gets pushed back from companies, especially in places like South Carolina where, you know, (laughs) they really do want to discriminate and pay and not care about it. Um, but I thought it was excellent. And I think, More companies should do it. Also, I want to point out that Colorado already has a Mm -hmm. state law that does this. And um, one interesting thing about that is so many companies have been, major companies like Southwest Airlines have been trying to, can I name drop? Oh yeah so, okay do it. <laughs> <laughs> They um you know they were one of the people to fight against it and the companies are like trying to
1: like take the jobs okay.
0: out of colorado um i think it was southwest let me not slander southwest and it's not them i'm gonna double check
1: because they're so embarrassed about their salary they don't want to have to post it i mean you leave the state because of that like, i feel like but that and also <laughs> they want
0: to pay people differently like yeah
1: it's but they don't want to
0: be seen yeah. Yeah. Like they know it's wrong. So like, they know it's wrong. They know it's not the right thing to do, but they're still going to do it. And it's just, come on, man, it's 2022, but like we were talking about, we're not that removed from, first of all, well, a lot of discrimination still happens today. That's undeniable, but we're not that removed from legalized discrimination, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think a lot of companies, you know, we don't have a federal law to make you post um, your salaries, but we need to, one. Um, two, a lot of companies don't know how much better it makes them look if they go ahead and do that. Just jump ahead of the curve and have those salaries up there. So people know, like, we're getting paid what we're worth, one. We're not wasting our time with the interview if we don't want the pay. And we're not being discriminated against by color, race, gender, sexuality, things like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, it's going to be interesting to see how how PGA develops that, and how we pull that article together. Maybe I'll have to get get you in on that too for some feedback or maybe some some quotes too. Uh, have you had experiences directly with where you applied for for something not quite knowing what the range was because they didn't tell you, or do you have personal rule about like I'm not going to look at that?
0: Oh yeah. Um, So living in South Carolina almost most of my life, um, it's a state that doesn't have a lot of um, protection for employees, a very anti-union state. Um, (laughs) I remember um, working in college for a, I'm not gonna name drop them. Um, (laughs) I don't want them to get the attention, Um, working for a company where I made food and delivered it. And um, they told us when we were first hired, they were like, you know, we're open about this. And I'm like, Oh, it's going to be something positive. And I'm like, what are you open about? Well, uh, raises are given at the discretion of managers. So, you know, mm. we're just going to let you know. I'm like, why were you so excited to tell me that 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 sucks? So if you don't like me, I don't get a raise. Yeah. But they were like, well, at least we told you we didn't just like do it like that doesn't make uh. it better, but they thought it made it better. And, um, I worked at that job for a little while and uh, personal story so I, I don't I haven't told the story a lot I think publicly um our manager was very sweet very sweet guy and um very personable I had no issues with him and I remember one day he asked if I wanted to come to his house and like just hang out and like I didn't think anything of it but I was busy I wasn't gonna do it <laughs> like I was like 20 at the time I didn't really care I was like um oh no I'm, I'm busy and he was like oh, okay like it was I thought it was like a simple conversation he was like okay you know no worries and I guess a couple people had they went and hung out with him one on one, and I noticed in the next couple of weeks it was just like a complete personality change. He just like made so- little side comments about working with me. Um, like I said, Oh, you're on the line with Naisha today. Ugh, okay, I guess. <laughs> nice, you know, I'm joking, and I'm like, What? And I didn't think of it at the time. I was just like, Whatever, I'm in college, like, I'm taking like four, like 20 credits, and I'm doing the shop part time. I'm not gonna think about it, but um. I remember like in the next few weeks, like people who were getting hired on after me, cause I helped open the store. Um, they had raises, they got their 25 cents, which was a big deal at the time, I guess. <laughs> and, um, a couple of them that I trained, they became like managers and supervisors. And I was sitting there with my $7 and doing all this work for nothing. And when I quit that job, you know, some of the guys were telling me cause it was mostly a, a guy job that they hired, And then they rarely hire people of color. Um, They were like, you know, you really should have uh, been nicer to so-and-so. And And I was like, what? They were like, yeah, we used to hang out and do all this stuff together, and you never wanted to do it. Yeah. What? I was like, that guy asked me one time when I first started to come to this house. I said no, and that's why y'all wouldn't pay me or promote me. So... I was like, you know, I was done with that company. I, I don't even eat their food to this day. Um, And they're not doing well as a company either, which is great. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but it's great to me now. <laughs> but um, I just, that was like the first time as an adult, cause I was 20 or 21, Um, that something was so blatantly, that blatantly happened. And it was like, I didn't even think until later on. I'm like, what if he like would have tried to like touch me or something? Like, w- like, I, I didn't even think of that at the time. It was just a simple, like, I'm busy. I'm in college. I'm doing all this stuff. Like, dude, we can hang out another time. And it was like, after that, there was this just whole narrative of she's mean, she doesn't want to do this, deny her money. Mm. So I think at a company where there would have been paid transparency, where you didn't rely on being favored by the boss, um, things like that, that I would have been paid what I was due which probably still it was twenty five cents more. It wasn't. I still think I was worth more than that, but I would have been promoted. I wouldn't train my you know replacements and you know superiors. Um, so that's I always think about that story when I think about pay transparency because, mm-hmm. like, I was very young and naive, and I was I was naive for a long time. And it's like, how do we protect other people from that? Not just women, because it happens to men, but mostly women. How how do we protect people of color from that? how do we stop that from happening and i think pay right. transparency is the first step
1: yeah i'm i'm really um impressed and pleased that colorado took that step and that's that's interesting how that impacts distributed companies with people working remotely the employers there like like yours like rob the mm-hmm. consultant um based in 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 colorado but teams all over the place um, so you're kind of benefiting from Colorado's progressivism in South Carolina, despite South Carolina. Oh, <laughs> <That's, yes. laughs> this is yes. this is something we can do, in distributed companies to change cultures to make it where where we see you know kind of gross inequities. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you think? Um, what do you think it does to for? I, I think I think a lot of employers have the great intentions and I'd stick up for them. Um, you know, there's reasons, there's plenty of feedback and reasons for why, why we, we want to have this conversation later, or it's, it's a variable thing, or we don't want to scare people off who we'd like to get in the role by. Um, you know, that's kind of feat, But you but know, <laughs> whose time are you, you wasting here potentially, but yeah, they want to cast the net maybe widely, but there's two sides to that. Um, If they really value building a positive collegial, collaborative environment that makes their people better as they grow there and is inclusive, um, what does it do potentially to start off with this kind of shell game or, you know, what's it, the three-card Monty (laughs) kind of game of... How much would you require to be paid for this? How much do you think you're worth? Which is um, some personalities and some people in certain experiences and some people on a depressing day. I mean, that's a hard, you're just not gonna represent yourself well and you don't have like an advocate at your arm to do this. And I, what do you, you know, you can tell what I, I think about it, but what what are your, what are your thoughts for the long-term impact on that company culture, if you start off with a degree of non-transparency and and suspicion, or trying to leverage the power you have to employer-side advantage um, over the employee?
0: Um. <laughs> a lot of people probably won't agree with me because this is the status quo but the world is changing if companies continue to do that these mind games they won't have a company you're losing good talent because you want to play these mind games you want to i'm the guy in, not not i'm the person in power <laughs> i don't want to um
1: mm-hmm. say it's only yeah. guys
0: that do it because it's not only guys but i'm the person in power let's see what let's see if i can uh how many tricks i can get out of them before i can get you know them in and then to me it sets the stage for how it's going to be working at this company so i'm applying to into this job with all these mind games and tricks and i'm jumping through hoops and i have to make sure it's not a joke when he says this or that and they say this or that oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> but um i have to go through all these hoops and then i'm stressed out i'm like sweating I'm, i need the money i need the job i get the job i'm like whoo all right, it's Monday. What game do I have to play today? So you're going to have depressed workers, you're going to have stressed out workers, mm-hmm. you're going to have burnt out workers, and eventually, hopefully when they learn their value, they're going to quit. So, I think employers can do this, but they're going to have they're going to have a high turnover rate. They're not going to attract the best talent because they're so they're just losing so many with that, and the company's c- culture is going to suck
1: as well as the work. Yeah. And I, I, kind of appreciate more and more how, um, how you know, there's the interpersonal ethical level where you're maybe hurting someone in their, you know, immediate lives with, um, with a, a work environment that doesn't build them up and mm-hmm. um, puts them in a situation where they have to, um, you know, not really know if they're at parity with their peers and and colleagues or what they're worth or um, and if you damage i mean there's there's a certain amount of human capital that employers just assume you know we just produce it you know or mm-hmm. and it you know there's a whole all the people that are holding us up family friends and 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 time off and rest and and all of that if if you're just depleting people and you don't put that back ultimately are hurting the whole culture like for us um, WordPress tech industry you know it's 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 damaging how the larger culture works and and you know your your employees move on to someone else then they mm-hmm. you know there are we we should want to pass people out better than they were when they came in yeah. or at least as as good and you um, so it's not, uh, you're not damaging people. You're not damaging yeah. our ecosystem. Um, I, I feel like a human, I don't like the term, I kind of reject the term human resource, but mm-hmm. if we are gonna look at things kind of ecologically, you shouldn't draw down on that human resource. That's a commons to our labor commons in in WordPress. So yeah, hopefully this conversation that that will we'll continue. And, um, yeah, your your article, I think, was the first I've seen someone kind of bring that out. And yeah, I want to put you and Pia together. Oh, okay. Have oh, you I, met her? I have not. No. Okay. Yeah, it's it's an important important issue. Um, so, it, I think too, we we were talking earlier about um, mm-hmm. the the history that's kind of at our backs too, mm-hmm. and what people have been through and what in living memory in their in their family touches them, you know, it's different. And we're not always sensitive to that, that kind of thing. And in the United States, you know, Canada's got another version of this here. There's if you're people don't exist in a vacuum and they don't come to you um, in a vacuum. And like when you when you faced employers like that, where there's a clear, you know, we're going to arbitrarily use give managers power over you. Does that what does that red How does that register to you in the context of your family history that someone like me probably doesn't have? Well, it's always a red flag, especially
0: with power plays. And you know, I'm going to tie it back to American slavery, everyone's favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we talked a little bit about um, living memory and how it's not that far back for that many people. And I have a very large family, yeah. a very old family, and the things they experienced, it, They, it's still, first of all, it's not that long ago, and it still just basically shapes what I do and how I feel about things today. And specifically, um, you know, people like to talk about slavery um, was well, so long ago, none of you guys knew any slaves and things like that. And that's not true, especially from my family. Um, so I sent you an article about my great yeah. great grandfather, Jefferson Doby, and, uh, he was born in the 1950s. So he was born into slavery in South Carolina and he lived 100 in 1850s. He lived 105 right. years. That's how old he was when he died. Wow. Um, so he lived until the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, the Equal Pay Act um was um it passed in nineteen sixty-three. That was the year he died. So um, my great grandfather was alive for uh, slavery, he lived through the Civil War, he lived through the creation of the automobile, he lived through, you know, the early civil rights movements, um, Rosa Parks. He was alive to see Martin Luther King Jr. walk, you know. Mm-hmm. And my mom was alive. My mom was um about eight when he he died. She still remembers running errands for him. My mom knew him. He was a slave. He was born into slavery. Um his granddaughters, they were in their thirties when he when they died, 20s to 30s. They're still alive, three of them, um, in their late 80s. And um he was the patriarch of our family. And the things he taught them, the things he taught his sons, the things he taught his grandsons, his great grandsons that shaped our family, that shaped our worldview. He would tell them, you know, these are things we did in slavery, but now that you all don't have to do that, this is what you should do. He told people that are still alive that today. (laughs) Um, So people don't realize how long ago, long ago wasn't. Yeah. We had laws in the book, which just when he, he was not a, a free person when he was born and by the time he died, there was an equal rights amendment for pay between men and women. That was in the Mm sixties. That wasn't that long ago. So (laughs) legalized discrimination in pay is still happening. You know, that, that amendment doesn't go far enough. It doesn't protect against race, sexuality, religion, things like that. Um, just the things that happened to him, what happened to his daughters, what happened to his granddaughters, those things follow me today. His grand, his great granddaughter, my mother integrated her high school she was always paid less than everybody else. She went to HBCU because she could not go to other colleges. This was the seventies. Yeah. I'm not talking about two, three, 400 years ago. Um, you know, so you know, my family always stressed education, getting the best education. They always stress working somewhere where your employer respects you because it wasn't too long ago where they didn't have a choice. Yep. So I think it would take these companies they would be well reminded to remember the people that they deal with, especially people of color in the United States. We've been dealing with this stuff more recently than you think. So do you want to be a company that's known as one that lived in the past that kept these bad things going? Or do you want to be known as a progressive company that was ahead of the curve? Yeah. They had the laws in Colorado, but you're a company in South Carolina, why don't you, why don't you jump ahead of the curve too? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Yeah. Why don't you be the best you can be? Why don't you take this lemon memory? Because it's all of our history, even though it happened to a certain subset. We're Americans; it happened to all of us. Yeah, all of us were a part of this when this happened. Our our
1: ancestors. Well, it touched all of the Americas. Yeah, and, it touched. Everybody. And it, the Europeans doing it. It's it was a global global system, and yeah, in a hundred years, you know, a, two three generations in a family that's living memory, and it's it's a hundred years. And that seems like a long time, but that's body memory. That's, you know, you're, what is it? The, this this is kind of more attended to in, in trauma uh, psychology, understanding of that. And, you know, the, what is it? The genetically you are part of um, an egg formed in your mother's mm-hmm. mother and this goes it's a long it's a long way back history and you don't have to scratch the surface of any community to to find the history of um traumas there um Mm -hmm. you know i think i told you about like when i researched family history one one branch of my um uh german moravian ancestors who started out pacifists and abolitionists and and so on. One branch went down and founded Winston-Salem, North Carolina and um, they decided it would be okay if they had slaves but treated them as spiritual equals, just not labor equals. Mm -hmm. All this black church in in America is still running there and they're still in a kind of reconciliation process because there's um, it was, um, yeah, not a good not a good thing not a good outcome and it's um so yeah my part of my family is on the other side of that and you i think if you you dig down it's not that far in canada mm-hmm. we're dealing with what everyone knew but is now very publicly aware that as late as the 60s indigenous kids were being stripped from their families put in the religious schools and um for cultural assimilation by force and a lot of them were abused and died and there are these mass graves that are coming up and um what do we have to say about that is people are very touched in their families by by that uh, that experience um so yeah i don't i don't see how you can talk about we want an inclusive culture without and being historically ignorant of these Mm -hmm. of these things Yeah, and people need to listen to people of color when they talk
0: about this too. Like, I can trace my family back to here, and we experienced this stuff until now. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what you should do to make it more inclusive to help us out. Oh, yeah, that's fine and dandy, but no. (laughs) No more buts, no ifs, ands, or buts.
1: Yeah. Uh So moving moving from one one survey to another, so you know Peachy P- is doing the survey on employment um, practices, and you know it's a it's a bit of a hot button potential thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I know, um, she's had all kinds of responses that have been cordial and professional and and fine. She's a, a white European woman. Um, and I'm, I'm glad, I hope I'm right about that, that that's, that's been um, a question and a public kind of probing that we can handle maturely. But then yesterday we see Allie Nimans, um talking about a, what I would think is a much more benign survey um, and getting a lot, a lot of shit
0: mm-hmm. and...
1: That's just not a not appropriate, and she's an African American woman. Um, makes you think. What? Tell tell me what your thoughts are. What what um, and what Allie was was trying to do there.
0: Um. So Allie was, you know, just trying to do a survey. Um. She's really. Everybody knows Allie is really big on WordPress contribution. And um, she's just trying to get a feel of how easy or hard it is for people to contribute so we can go about addressing ways to make it easier for people. Simply it, you know, I think that's great. Um, you know, I see stuff every day about we need more contributions to WordPress. Why anybody would be against people trying to help that? I have no idea. But um, the a lot of comments she got were so passive aggressive and that's not the first time I'm seeing that in the WordPress community. Um, people are very, very passive aggressive when you ask questions. Um, no matter how benign they are, people, they have to flip it, especially if it's not like the questions they want to ask, which to me, (laughs) I'm just going to say they need to work on, but you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. But I just think, um, a lot of people didn't consciously see it's like she's asking these questions. This is an African-American woman. All of the bad responses I saw were not from African-Americans and I don't think any were from women. And they were just kind of jumping down her throat like, oh, you didn't ask this question the way I want you to ask it. Oh, I can't do this because this is not the way I would do this. Hmm. So (laughs) Hmm. what? First of all, what do you like? I, I want to ask these people like, do you talk to people like that at your job? Do you say, hmm. mm, no, I can't help you with this project because you didn't do it the way I, I wanted you to do it. Right. I, I, How many people like yourself do you talk to like that? But, you know, I'm not saying they were consciously malicious. I will give them the benefit of the doubt, but that was something I just really didn't like to see.
1: Yeah. And did you say, since you were working on, on this with her, this was, this was for um, Master WP, um, Surveying. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you say that there was, um, like, you have some guys giving the kind of response of like, "Is this open to white people? Is this a closed survey?" Like, for there's no reason to think that, right? Yeah. Other why than that she's running it.
0: Yeah. Why would you ask? Why would you ask someone that?
1: They just like, assume because she's running it that.
0: It's a diverse survey. Yeah. It's no, it's only people of color. What in your mind? How does your mind work to do that? That 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 was the response that annoyed me the worst.
1: Um, I have a hard time believing they actually think that they are just have a chip on their shoulder because of their perception of what Ali kind of stands for in their mind as I think a reasonably outspoken person who is really good at taking on a lot of issues we need to talk about.
0: The best, honestly.
1: Really? Okay.
0: <laughs> and, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, just, I think it also comes from, it's the community. That's another issue with us in diversity. We need a more diverse community. Which
1: doing it basically, for
0: a long time anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, you're, 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 there's, other, there's a lot more, but. Yeah,
0: if people had like interactions with people who don't look like them, they would know when a person is asking a genuine question Right. That's why I'm yelling from the clouds. We need a more diverse WordPress because it's not enough to tell people this is how you're diverse or what we we're just talking about. Like, you know, the history of us and this is how we interact and this is how you can make it easier for us. It's not enough to tell people that they need to experience this. They need empathy. They need to, they need to talk to people. Yeah. So pushing for more diversity in WordPress will definitely help with that. It definitely will. I'm sure
1: we will see the difference. And I I think kindness and basic Mm -hmm. respect. Um, The negative outcome here is, you know, at least in the moment and the emotion of it now, like Allie says, she's not going to do one of these surveys again. And that's not what we want. And Mm. just having doing something as simple as that, asking people on about a contribution to the project, that she gets kind of targeted in that way is just not a not okay and to to demoralize people anyone out of doing productive constructive work like that is is not something that is healthy in any way it's you know it's completely what we don't want Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I hope I hope that comes out in in a better, better result than just we never ask these these kind of things again. But um, I I, rec- I I recognize I was you know telling you about this before I, I recognize where that comes from and it, it's not just men but there is there is that white male fragility and you know I have you know so at, I have that inside me too. There's like the one's got a scared frustrated child or you know there's that part of you it's not your best self and maybe in some people it gets the better of them a lot more it's in charge. Um, You got your own wounds you got your own sense of grievances and why wasn't I why am I not blah 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 and Oh, they all you can see is someone else is getting preference ahead of me, or something like that. I mm-hmm. totally admit to having a part that feels that has felt that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. The qu- big question for me is, and that came up in Michelle's misogyny mm-hmm. article, an issue. I don't know quite what to say to men who um, I recognize where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to know how to say, this is something you got to grow on in a con- in a constructive way, because I think it's a genuine failure. It's mm-hmm. it's a, there's there's not a better a better word for it. It's a it's a genuine and common thing to have from being in growing up in a in a culture that doesn't have this kind of history at its back that we were talking about that takes for granted things that are privilege but we don't see it that way until we learn to see it that way
0: mm-hmm. until
1: you you move into a, a different environment or something changes for you for for me it was you know after I was 12 or so that was probably the last time i lived in a highly homogeneous kind of environment and was mm-hmm generally in a, a minority myself so um if you don't get stuff like that i don't know it's it's not an easy thing to grow on and then you got grown men who you know they're they haven't grown on that do you have any mm-hmm. any thoughts on that like how is that a? how do we crack that in and, and it it's it's a tough one because you can't it deserves to be aggressively treated but that but still with in some kindness and understanding because you don't get anywhere with people, um, when you're both feeling grievance and anger.
0: I think, and I don't know if this is like, I would have to think on it more, but my first thought is, I think this process, cause it's been a while it's called, I think they called it sugaring. I don't, if that's not it, please forgive me. But, um, It's a process of just going through and unlearning internal biases that you may have. Because like Mm. I said, I don't think most of these people did it maliciously. Um, And just for an example, where I learned this term, um, I got to meet some of the feminists of South Carolina, some of the uh, older ones who helped write like the sexual assault laws and things like that. The most badass women I've ever met in my life. Oh my gosh. And um, my old neighbor actually was one of them too. Um, Hey, Dr. Sally Boyd. Um, but, uh, they were just incredible women and they talked about, you know, just fighting for different things for women in the seventies and sixties and eighties in South Carolina. um, They helped integrate the Sears downtown because they didn't Mm. uh, have black, uh, they didn't want black clerks out. Um, funny story from that, what they did was one of the women had like five children and, uh, they went to Sears and she was like, they told them just to let her children go. And they ran everywhere because they would go to talk to a manager and the manager would just never want to talk to them. But when they let those children, wow, the clerks were so busy, the manager had to come out and talk to them. So, you know, but before they got to actually actions like that, which was incredible by the way, cause these were rich upper-class white women. And, you know, they mm-hmm. believed in equality for all. They were fighting for African-American women to have this right. But before they got to that step, they had to unlearn biases that they had. Again, they were upper-class white, rich women from the South. They were in a whole nother, you know, ballpark, a whole nother ball game. And uh, one of them talked about how one of the women they met was a doctor. But before they met her, they just heard they were talking to Dr. So-and-so, let's say Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown was coming to meet with them and they thought it was going to be her husband. And the woman walked in and it's like, you know, these are, these are feminists. They, they have, you know, actions they've done, but they still had this notion that when I hear doctor it's a man, yeah. um, things yeah. like that. So they told us like, you know, even though you all may think you're feminists, you may think you're uh, freedom fighters. You may think you're uh, fighting for people underneath you or your own race or your own gender. We all have these biases that we have to unlearn and we all have to go through this process. And I don't think white men in particular are told a lot to, you know, we need to go through this process and this is how. So I think sugaring, and I hope that's the word again, um, is what they do. If that's not the word, I'll correct myself next time we talk. I'm going to look it up, but, um, we just have to get together. Well, they have to get together and, um, just unlearn stuff. Yeah. And it starts with education. it starts with talking with other people. Um, check your privilege, I guess is what the kids say these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that would be the most helpful.
1: Yeah, sugaring to me sounds sounds. Uh, I'm thinking of sweet tea and yeah. trying to sweeten a otherwise bitter <laughs> thing. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I yeah, and it, it probably never it never really ends. My my experience with it is is you just kind of find. Um, we're probably all better off acknowledging that we've got, you know, you got, you got a shadow, you got a dark spot. And, you know, everyone's heart has got, uh, you know, that, that side that go, when things go, you know, you, you don't want the person, you don't want to be, or hopefully you don't, you don't want to, the, you know, the, the worst self is, is there in everyone. And, mm-hmm. um, doesn't want to listen to other other people is more concerned with its own own sense of um, entitlement or injuries or, or or even even needs. And um, yeah, that's a tough tough thing to um, to get people to to take seriously and, and handle well unless it's in in a kind of community relational context where you can have friendship and peer, collegiality and respect as such a part of the culture and a priority that it's hard you you it gives you a baseline I I, I think that's where all, all forms of contribution should feed that that um, that we're, we kind of hold each other up because there's open sources based on trust like any any good community any good relationships and when you got that you can kind of hold each other up a bit and tolerate some of mm-hmm. some degree of conflict that's necessary and and disagreement and hurt feelings and mm-hmm. and all that but I' don't know, we're not not really that good at it all the time probably better than some other communities but I don't know if that mm-hmm. really matters
0: no worries I, I agree with you it's just communication and holding your community a responsible charity begins at home my grandmother always said that so we look out for our community our community will look out for other communities it's kind of like paying it forward
1: yeah 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 i um i think it's important i'm glad i i kind of know we know something of each other like where we live our stories or mm-hmm. you know, the background and i feel like in remote context it's important mm-hmm. to kind of slowly tell those stories and know that stuff mm-hmm. for each other grounds Grounds things, makes it harder to do that internet psychosis where it's not real people that you're shooting at, you know, mm-hmm. just venting on or something. And and it makes kindness more of the common ground. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot covered. A lot. No, yeah, we, <laughs> we always do. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. Maybe maybe next time we'll do do some more um, techie newsy stuff. But. Okay. Um, yeah, got a really good a good question from someone who is outside the community and kind of, you know, wants to, to get in. Senior developer who hasn't done a lot of WordPress, what would you advise that I do to get in? We've had a, a bunch of answers come and um, yeah, I'd be interested in your take on some stuff like that. I'll probably write about it soon. Yeah, let's get into that next week. All right, cool. Sweet. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah, I'm glad you look like 100% back, rested, healthy, post-COVID.
0: <laughs> I looked that bad last week? Dang, Dan.
1: No, I haven't that. <laughs> no, but just thank smiling. You. Yeah, thank okay. you. <laughs> All right, take care. All right. You Best talk. to everyone on your, on your team. Yeah, I'll let them know. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you'd like to carry on this conversation or start another one, Get in touch with us at poststatus. You can email me, dan at poststatus.com. And if you're a poststatus member, you know where to find me. If you're not, it's not a cult. Come check us out. We've got the most amazing Slack channels where members give and grow together. And we have a lot of fun on Twitter at post underscore status.